What up, world? This your boy Ace, aka Bossman Cuddy, aka Mr. Steal Your Broad. This is the 502 Come Up Podcast. And today's topic, we're going to be talking about racism in America. We also going to cover your sports. We're going to talk about the entertainment, getting, give y'all a little insight on the business world, and possibly get into a little bit of politics. Mm. Yes, Lord. I got my co host. Mr. Mike T, a.k.a. Wildcard. Oh, Lord. Oh, my God. And we here on this beautiful Tuesday afternoon in the Ville. And it's real beautiful weather. I'm loving this weather. I can't wait till the summertime. Barbecue, cookouts, road trips, the whole nine. Ah, turn up, turn up. Yes, Lord, turn up. I'm excited. I can't fucking wait, man. This is going to be a beautiful year. A lot of... A lot of plans, a lot of foreseeable uh, goals happening, man. So, yeah. Um, let's jump right into it. Let's get into the motherfucking sports. Now, I know most of y'all that listening, y'all be like, God damn. All this man talks about is LeBron and Louisville. Louisville Cardinals. Well, me personally, that's the only people that I give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? As far as sports goes. Uh, If it's not from my hometown or it's not my favorite player, then it's obsolete to me. But I know as you listeners, y'all from other places, y'all have different players and different teams. So I'm going to try to give y'all a little bit more insight about that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, And, you know... Give y'all nothing but facts, cause it, we keep it real and authentic on this show. Ain't no no bullshit blog. We ain't here to you know spread no gossip, do none of that old fuck shit. You know what I'm saying? It's a straight, real shit. You know. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, like if you you have any suggestions, you want to talk about a certain player or a team or you know a certain sport, because I'm a basketball fan. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what intrigues me. I, I don't, football, it's gotten too soft. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you put your hand on a nigga's shoulder pad and they they, they throwing a flag. I'm, I'm tired of seeing that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand they trying to transition into more of an offensive. They got soft in the NBA, too, because 90, watching them niggas in the 90, man, it was a lot more physical, man. Yeah, and, and I believe that ain't just with uh, NBA and football because MLB as well, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And, and I understand that you have to, because these owners are, these players are investments, you know what I'm saying? So you don't want your you don't want your investment to become a liability, you know what I'm saying? So I totally understand the league protecting um, their, their players, you know what I'm saying? I, I totally get that, but man, motherfucker, just play the sport, you feel me? Um, but yeah, like I said, if there's anything that y'all want to discuss outside of what I like to discuss, but I will definitely do my best to, you know, do my research about other people. Um, you know, I know last week I kind of sound like a, a Paul George hater, hey, but it is what it is. That's what I'm saying. Like, this is what you're going to get. You know, I'm a, I'm a LeBron fan. So if you come on this show talking about uh, LeBron ain't shit, hey, you know what? It's going to get real. You know what I'm saying? I think everybody, you know, gets 
has that player that they 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 defend to the the end. You know what I'm saying? You got your diehard Kobe, Jordan, Shaq fans, Tracy McGrady, AI fans. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. But uh, yeah, let's uh get into this, man. Uh, right now, the Philadelphia 76ers and Toronto Raptors are currently tied one and one in the second round. Uh, the Celtics lead the Bucks one and zero. Uh, let's see. The Warriors and the Rockets, the Warriors lead. They won up, uh, and the Nuggets are one up. My prediction is I do believe with the firepower that the Warriors have that they will prevail, but I don't want them to. I don't want to see them win a championship because I don't want to hear the whole notion KD is better than LeBron. I, I, that. That's like when Kobe fans heard LeBron was better than Kobe. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just don't want to hear that, you know? Um, And I'm pretty sure the Jordan fans felt the same way about Kobe. So, you know, it's, you know, Mm -hmm. everything repeats itself. You know what I'm saying? This shit is favoritism. Yeah. He need to keep it real. Who's the best ball player for real? Man, and everybody got their opinion based on their views and their emotions. You know what I'm saying? Um... me, I feel like LeBron's the overall the best overall player. You know what I'm saying? Of all time? Of all time. Uh now I didn't I didn't see the guys coming but just, out. Just today, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, in today's yeah, era. I agree with that. Um a lot of I'm, niggas will hurry up and be like, hell no. Yeah, yeah. But, but they but they niggas that don't wanna like they hate LeBron haters for real. Yeah, yeah. I got they their their bias is in it. They're not really you know what I mean? Looking at it at, from a critical aspect, these niggas got their feelings in it and just don't like LeBron. So man, they that can't man, admit that he's the best. He's on and off the court. Dude's just an amazing man. You know what I'm saying? Like the way he does for the culture. You know what I'm saying? That's why I really have so much respect for the man. You know what I'm saying? Dudes, he, he, he. Man, he, he he does some amazing shit, man. So you can't knock that. You know what I'm saying? Not to say Kobe and Jordan hasn't, but you you don't you don't hear or see about it as Hell much. No. You know what I'm saying? Hell so whether they doing the shit behind screens and won't keep it on the hush, that's one thing. That's their prerogative. But I mean, with the way social media is, there's nothing you can't hide. You know what I'm saying? Even if they did this shit 20 years ago, it would eventually came out. And revealed that hey, these motherfuckers done and you know uh, donated this, done help uh, build this. You know what I'm saying? These school, you don't hear these stories. You hear these stories about LeBron and he's changing the wave of how NBA players handle these contracts nowadays. Like you, you your boss. You know what I'm saying? Like you control your destiny. Don't let the league do it. So I applaud that. You know, Man, uh, where are we on the topic? All you niggas buying Jordans. And I and I love Jordans. I used to love that shit. Yeah. That nigga Jordan, I heard he got a couple penitentiaries or something like that. Man. That's where your money's going every time you buy some Jordans, nigga. Yeah, see. <laughs> but, you know, they, they claim that it's another Michael Jordan 
um, that owns the that's our that is in, is an investor into these the, prisons. That could be very well true because how common of a name is Michael Jordan? It, <laughs> it's very common. So I I don't want to put that out there just yet until I know the facts. So y'all do y'all research. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. But uh, on another note, uh, like I said, my predictions. Uh, I, I I feel like. The Warriors will prevail and make it to the finals. And Toronto Raptors, that is my NBA Finals prediction. And I see Raptors in Game 6. Now, I could be wrong. It could be the Celtics. You know, me personally, I think that the Bucks are a better matchup, but... Because of ratings and what people want to see, ticket sales, and if you want to go by that statistic, it will be either Kawhi Leonard versus the Golden State Warriors or the Celtics versus the Golden State Warriors, just because of the the, the headline, you know. Um, so that's why I'm picking one of those two to be the favorite coming out of the East, and people want to see Golden State Warriors, you know it. It won't feel the same now. If the Rockets make it, eh, I mean, it'll still be, you know, something to watch. But, you know, it's it's not going to be as big as, you know, LeBron and the Warriors back to back to back. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people will take that for granted, those those back-to-back meetings. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of people was tired of seeing that. But you know what? If it's something different this year, how will we react? Not seeing LeBron versus KD, you know what I'm saying? Like, that that was the matchup, you know. Um, but to whoever wins, you know what I'm saying, to all them black brothers out there playing, man, shit, hats off to you, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I wish y'all the best, you know, as a black man. But as a fan, fuck y'all, you know what I'm saying? Shit, y'all can all, yeah. You already know what it is. <laughs> but, uh, man, Kawhi's out here balling. Put up 45 against the 76ers game one. And then Jimmy Buckets came back. Hey, he, he, he went 30 and 11. So, man, that, that's going to be a hell of a series. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the Celtics to close out on the Bucks. Simply because Kyrie Irving's a better closer than Giannis. So, um, I'm looking for the Celtics to to, to carry that out. Um, and I think the Nuggets uh, get Portland in about five, maybe six. Um, just because Damian Lillard don't have enough firepower. Um, and by them losing their star center... Uh, and, and, uh, you know, will potentially hurt them because Jokic, man, he's, he's destroying them. He's destroying them down low. So, um, look for the Nuggets and the Warriors to be in the final in Western finals. And I'm looking for the Raptors and Celtics in the Eastern. Um, that's my predictions. Um, and other news. Uh, NFL fans were not happy by their team's um, draft selections. <laughs> um, like I said, I'm not an NFL guy, 
So I, I don't, I can't go into the logistics or the details of who went where and what players, uh, you know what I'm saying, but I can tell you that a lot of people were unhappy, uh, especially the Jets, <laughs> and then it seems like a few Raider fans, you know, uh, just like, what the fuck, you know, but you got to understand, some of these, some of these leagues are, you know, some of these teams are not built for success, some of these teams don't want to win, you know what I'm saying, like a lot of these teams are they're just, like role playing teams to move along the business exactly of the, of the NFL or the NBA. They're pawns, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? They're just pawns <laughs> to a whole That's bigger game, up. you know what I'm saying? That's fucked up. Um, and when that pawn is able to reach to the other side and you know, one up and become either the rook or the uh, queen or whatever the fuck you want to change that pawn into, like the Patriots going to seven straight uh, Super Bowls, you know what I'm saying? You, I mean, certain teams will eventually be able to have that spot mm-hmm. on the chessboard, but right now, it ain't your team's turn. You just got to like, wait your turn, you know what I'm saying? It's like the Cleveland Browns or, oh fucking, God. or the Chicago Cubs or some shit. Like, all these teams are just, they're just there, you know what man. I'm saying? You got a co-worker who is... He comes to work, but he, he he does bare minimal. You know what I'm saying? He's just there. He's, he's just filling out the roster, you know. And that's what some of these teams are doing, you know what I'm saying? They're just filling out the roster to make the league better, you know what I'm saying? Just to, you know, sell tickets or whatnot. But it is what it is, man. Uh, hopefully our teams, you know, have some type of success. Um, hopefully these players that, you know, y'all didn't want, um, it, you know, is beneficial somehow because maybe they know something that the fans don't know. You know, we looking at it from an emotional standpoint, but, you know, I'm a Patriots fan. I, I forgot to mention that. I, I am a Patriots fan. So outside of the Patriots, I do not watch football and Louisville Cardinal college football. I do not watch football. But like I said, I can, you know, diverse with you on that, but. Mm. Hold on, let's get that weed. <coughs> uh, but yes, Lord. What'd you say that was? That was. I said Gorilla Diesel. Gorilla Diesel. Ooh, wee. Ah, this is that blue skittle. <coughs> I found out an interesting <coughs> fact about weed today while we talking about it. Not today, it was a couple days ago when I found it out, but I'm going to share it with y'all today. Uh, If you want to tell the difference between an indica and a sativa by just looking at it, the short, fat leaves, it makes the plant an indica. Whenever the leaves on it is really long and skinny, it makes it a sativa. Okay. Fun fact. Hey, yes, Lord. Thank you, Mr. Wildcard Turner. Just see, that's why we call him Wildcard, cause he just come out the blue with some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like we talking about sports, this nigga just come out the blue about some <laughs> weed. You know, you never know what you're gonna get with this nigga, man. So I love him. It's my guy, man. It's my guy. But yeah, man. Uh, like I said, man. Just from a fan standpoint, just 
just just just ride it out with your team. See what type of success. Because as a Patriots fan, I know the success with Belichick and Brady's going not. It's not gonna last forever. It's you know their their reign's gonna eventually come to an end, whether it's due to retirement or age. You feel me? Whichever one comes first. But eventually, they're no longer gonna be the team to beat or be that 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 talked about team. So. It is what it is. I'm going to still rock with them. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and, you know, I'm going to, of course, rock with my man Lamar Jackson up at the Ravens. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm not a diehard NFL fan, so I feel like I can switch sides and start rooting for the Ravens eventually because of Lamar Jackson. He, you know, came and showed out for the city for three years. So, I think I, you know, and Teddy Bridgewater as well. So, it's a few players that I'll be definitely rooting for individually. Um, but, yeah, another news and other news. We're going to get into this entertainment. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so, so I told y'all last week that I don't really be into the social life. Like, my real life is fucking boring, okay? All I do is work, come home, smoke my little weed, chill with a few of my peoples, you know, just everyday shit, you know, trying to get my mind right, trying to think of ways to to create, you know, power and stability, Um, but, you know, as far as social media goes, like I said, I'm, if I'm not, I'm not social in real life, I'm damn for sure not really social on, on the internet, you know what I'm saying? Like, like it's just not me, you know. If I if I meet abroad, I want to meet her in person. I don't want to see your filters. A lot of you bitches wearing filters and all that old goofy shit. Like, nah, I want to see the real you. You know what I'm saying? You can cover, you can make yourself Beyonce and be the ugliest bitch in the motherfucking world. You feel me? So yeah, like I'm more of a up close and personal. You know what I'm saying? I guess. That's the term to use, you know. Uh, but yeah, anyway, I told you I was going, you know, get into trying to be more involved into the social media thing, uh, get some information for y'all. So I, you know, got my Twitter, uh, shot that Twitter page out. That's the 502 come up. Yes, Lord. Uh, and, and that's at up underscore underscore 502 yes please check that out um, but yeah man let's repeat that for him one more time so we make sure it's clear to him okay what's that up yeah at up underscore 502 yes lord yeah, make sure to check that out yes lord and we're definitely like I said I I haven't really been I've been doing some retweeting I'm just now getting into the the, the twitter thing uh like and it's crazy, you know what I'm saying? I had deleted my Facebook. I ain't been on Facebook about two years. I just reopened my my Instagram simply so that I could start promoting this podcast and you know create a platform for myself. Um, but anyway, let's get into some of this 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 Twitter ramble. You know, I like to say Twitter ramble now because I'm a Twitter gangster. I'm gonna start. <laughs> We'll start Twitter uh, typing, you niggas, man. All righty. Oh, man. I appeal to my man, John Singleton. 
I almost forgot about that, man. Uh, we lost a, uh, a, a good producer. I ain't gonna say good. I, I ain't gonna say. Uh, I'm not gonna say uh, uh, good producer. Uh, I don't know what what was he as executive or what was? Yeah, he, he dude was multidimensional. Okay. Okay, yeah. dude, dude was an well, amazing producers, dude. Producer's a good terminology because that's what it comes down to at the end of the day, like producing and creating, help, helping to draw a connection. He was a fucking genius. You know what I'm saying? He was a fucking genius. And his vision, his movies, man, they touched a lot of us in the culture, you feel me? From Boys in the Hood to Baby Boy. Like, we can relate to all John Singleton's um, films, you know what I'm saying? So... Mm. We lost a hell of a dude creative-wise, man, and uh, I know he will be surely missed in the entertainment business. Um, How he, old was he? Did they, did they get an age? Uh, I believe he was 50, he 49 or 50. Man. Yeah, he was He was in late 40s, early 50s. Shit crazy as fuck. Yeah, man, he died of a, uh, a stroke, man. And, and that just goes to show how we, we got to start taking care of our bodies, you know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Absolutely. Like. At any time, like he was still young, still yeah. young, still living his life. That's you know. twenty years from now for me. <coughs> Man, who you telling? Mm. I can't go out like that. That bro. would be like I've lived more than half of my life already. <laughs> That's fucked up. Yeah, and I don't yeah. want to be that statistic, man. You know, and I'm putting that out in the universe. I'm gonna live till I'm ninety years old, healthy. I'm gonna live till I'm ninety. Now anything past that's a blessing, but I'm if living till I'm You gotta take care of me, or if my dick stops working, just go ahead. I'm telling you right now, Cuzzo, you can kill me. It's called assisted suicide. In some countries, it's illegal. <laughs> you can go ahead and off me. Like, yeah, you really? have to write that in a document. Yeah, I'll write it down. And then I'm not doing it though. Yeah, yeah I'm not doing Why it. Why not? Yeah, I'm not doing it. I'm like my best friend, somebody honorable. Uh, nah, I can't. <laughs> yeah. Hell no. Nah. Alright, so yeah, man, your boy, uh, your boy Kanye and Kim, I think they about to be having their fourth baby. That nigga just keep shooting that club up. Like, goddamn, he trying to create a tribe. This nigga out here creating choirs and shit, man. Kanye a weird nigga to me, man. And that's because I don't understand him. You know what I'm saying? That's simply why he's worried to me. You know what I'm saying? He ain't worried by the choices that he's making. He's just worried because I don't understand his logic. I don't know what the fuck, where all this shit is coming from. You know what I'm saying? It's like, man, what the fuck is you on, dude? But that's Kanye. You know what I'm saying? And as long as his family supports him, that's all that fucking matters. You know? Everything else, even though we support his music, we don't support his life. You feel me? You know, so well, we, I'm we, just gonna say, you gotta, you gotta, you know, once again, you, as you say, you don't understand what the hell he's doing. But it's like knowing everything that them Hollywood people, are, the pressure that they're put under, and then for Kanye to be as brilliant as he is, he's a real artist, and then he's a real intellectual. So his shit may seem illogical to most people, but if you go into the occult. If you understand what Hollywood is, if you understand what he's talking about when he's talking about the new slaves, if you understand what he's talking about when he's talking about free love and he loves everybody and he's ready to die like John Lennon, like Kanye is on some fucking, he's on some 
like Christ energy shit. Like you, you just gotta. It's hard to describe. Like kissing Donald Trump and shit. Like that all seems fucking weird as hell to us. <coughs> and it may be an attention thing. Who knows? Once again, it's Hollywood. All of it's about glamour. But then at the end of the day, some of these guys really are artists trapped in that system that's meant to exploit the culture to influence uh, certain forms of mind control. So they're mixed in that mess. So you can't tell who's like for real or who's playing a role to get some fucking attention. So as crazy as Kanye's acting, he could be playing a role to get some attention. And yeah. then, again, he could really be on some deep science about trying to bring about some unification. But who know, who will know? Who will ever know? You exactly. Know and that's why I said, it. dude, personally, you know, it is what it is. He makes his own decisions. Um, but I just I don't know. I, 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 <laughs> he's Kanye, man. He's forever going to be Kanye. Um, in other news, your boy YM Millie or some shit, Florida rapper. Nigga got indicted. Uh, yeah, indicted on double murder, looking at the death penalty. This dude is, I believe, 18 or 19, uh, reportedly uh, shot both his best friends um, and set it up as if it was a drive-by, um, him and another an associate. Um, after shooting the two uh, friends, they shot their cars up to make it look like, you know, it was a drive-by hit. Um, and everybody, I guess, is claiming that the song that he got, Murder On My Mind, uh, that came out. And I believe it was uh, number one on one of those uh, music platforms. I believe it was Apple. I'm not sure. Um but, you know, he's in the in the song, he's, you know, uh, in very detail um, describing, um, you know, a homicide. Um, now, I don't know if that homicide is his friend, but <coughs> the way he's talking um, and describing everything, it just it just seems too much of a coincidence. You know what yes. I'm saying? Um, oh and goodness. they claim that, you know, he recorded this before um, the incident. Um, so now if this song was about the situation and he recorded it before the incident, then that means that's premeditated. Mm-hmm. That means that he's <laughs> thought you. about he thought about all of this and then exceeded it, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and went through with that. Um, now, sources say that this was all over riches and fame. Shit that niggas will kill and die for. So look. Prime fucking example. Prime example. It's like we went from the Kanye topic right into this. And it's perfect because if you see this nigga's video, he's got all the rituals in it. He's got the snakes. He's got the burning candles and shit and blood. I mean, he's got all of that shit in the video. You know, um, there's certain things that go under, it goes right under people's nose and they don't recognize what it is, but your subconscious mind recognizes all the symbols. People always get a certain feeling. Not everyone's scared of snakes. 
but generally people get a certain vibe when they see a motherfucking snake. People get a motherfucking vibe when they see blood and candles and shit. These are all symbols in your mind. And they throw it in the video. And then niggas are talking about certain things in the video. Nigga did a whole damn ritual in the video. Probably to reenact what he's got going on with his situation with his buddies that he killed or whatever. And then this may not be the truth. But once again... It's all part of the Hollywood thing. It's all part of the Hollywood thing. And that is the truth. Yeah. They're consciously doing these things and consciously putting, promoting this shit into the culture. You know? And really part of it is our culture, but it's a lost understanding. So it just plays certain symbols over in your subconscious mind. And it don't really, you know, it don't serve the purpose it's supposed to. But I'm going to say something else about this. And this is the one thing that I want to get out. And this is a general lesson for everybody. This nigga says it in the song. Can't even post on my Instagram because these pussy niggas be snitching. And the thing is, if you made this video, said I got murder on my mind, and then got indicted, nigga, you snitched on yourself. (laughs) Bro, you niggas got to stop putting these guns and these drugs in your Snapchat and talking about a nigga snitching on you, bro. You snitching on you, bro. Cut that shit out, bro. It's monkey as fuck. These niggas are cold. Do a whole song. Hmm. That will, you know, describe it, bro. They, nah, they will describe a motherfucking. Oh my god! They got God, memes making niggas. fun of it, like where a nigga done tiptoed his whole damn fucking rap sheet. This nigga stupid. I ought to get some clout, and you niggas is clout chasing. Y'all capping, and like, god damn, man, man, man. Speaking of capping. Fucking up the game for niggas that's really out here, man. Yeah, but speaking this of real for some people, bro. Speaking of capping though. Your boy Gucci man goes on Instagram. Right. And basically calls out the Migos, you know what I'm saying? On some put them on. Like, yeah, basically like, on man, some when I put Yeah, like he sunned these niggas, man. Like he came out and was like, Yeah, man, when I first met Offset and Quavo and uh uh take off, uh, you know, Offset and take off, they took off their chains, and I gave them ones that I they they took off their fake chains and threw them away immediately when I gave them some real ones. <laughs> and then the same day, Offset called me in jail, told me to pay for his lawyer. I'm like, damn, Gucci, why would you? The world didn't need to know about that. You know what I'm saying? That's why they call it nigga take off. He took that chain right off. Man, <laughs> damn. That nigga, hey, bro, that nigga, hey, if that, like, even if that is true, you ain't got to air that shit out. That's between you and them boys. That was just a brother, bro. Like, I don't understand that shit, man. Like, niggas is really out here clout chasing. You know what I'm saying? Gucci, you had your time. You know what I'm saying? Let them niggas have theirs. You feel me? Like, you the OG of the game. You feel me? Them supposed to be your little brothers. You know, don't don't put them out there like that. That's like my brother's showing some embarrassing shit or what I did or what I did, what I said. You feel me? Man. Like you don't do that shit. You don't earn no we nigga out like that. We chilling with a bunch of bitches, and I just fucking call you out about some shit that happened when we was, man, it happened when we was fourteen, fifteen. But it's embarrassing as a motherfucker. Like, damn, man, we was probably about to get the pussy and all that, nigga. You just fucked it up. Man. On some, oh, some cloud chasing. Man. You, nigga, you, 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 you 
Come on, Sap bro. Sap-ass, suck-ass nigga, man. These niggas out there, bro. Man, hey, I Make don't understand song, this. Gucci, man. Like, yeah. you know. Y'all done made plenty of songs together, so that's why I don't understand where they came. It was just out of nowhere. It ain't like them niggas came out at you or said anything about, like, Sometimes I be feeling sorry for them because niggas be coming for the Migos. Like, yeah, let them young niggas get their money, bro. Like, I don't understand. Niggas be hating hard on Migos, bro. Yeah, it's like, and like, hey, listen, I ain't no big Migo fan. Don't get it twisted, but real recognize real. And some of these niggas just be coming left field. You know what I'm saying? Like the Chris Brown and Offset shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, Offset was just like, damn, bro. You, you know, you was foul for that. You know, now granted, he could have checked him behind screen, you know what I'm saying? But he probably don't fuck with Chris like that. Like, you had issues with my, my, my peoples a while back, so it ain't really that. So I'm going to just comment right here. You feel me? And Chris, Byron, Chris Brown responded and kept going. You feel me? So it was like, damn, what's wrong, bro? Like, these young niggas ain't worried about y'all. They getting money doing them, living their lives, raising their raising families, fucking these bad bitches. Like, come on, man. And these niggas, these old niggas and these out, these niggas who done came and went, now they like, they like, they come for these niggas next. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's I don't know. These older niggas can't, they, they, they don't like the new wave of niggas. You know what I'm saying? Like, T.I., how he came at Kodak. You feel me? I'm like, as an OG, you could have came at him differently. You know what I'm saying? You industry niggas know how to get in touch with each other. You know, it ain't it ain't hard to get a nigga in the industry's number. You feel me? So you could have hit young blood up like, yo, what you what you want, man? Like, you gotta respect this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, all you niggas getting on Instagram, yeah, done nigga. This nigga Gilly the kid, you stupid young nigga. What the fuck wrong with you? I know real gangsters. What the fuck is you, Gilly the kid? Come on, man. Come on, man. Can't a, a nigga can't name a record you got, bro. Man. You can't a nigga can't name a record you got. The only reason why you was hot because you had some beef with Lil Wayne a little second, bro. And he mentioned you a few times. Like that was the only time that Gilly the Kid was relevant. In my eyes. I never heard a Gilly the Kid track, bro. And if I did, I don't remember it. He was probably featured on it. But as far as your own solo, nigga, I don't. Come on, OG. That shit crazy, bro. You like, know, Kodak said it at the end of that expeditiously. Uh, it's so- Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is your boy, Ace. This is the 502 Come Up Podcast. Thank you for tuning back in. I'm here with my co-host, Mike Wild T. Yes, Lord. Alright, <clears throat> so my man Mike is going to give y'all a little bit on this business real quick. School you cats on how to get some money and enrich your finances. I want y'all to listen up and just don't take his word for it. Do some research of your own, you know what I'm saying? You know, um, but what the information he will share will be valuable and very beneficial, hopefully to your lifestyle or others around you. You know, you can share this information with. And they probably already know something. Y'all can put the pieces to the puzzle together and really make something. You know. Um, but, yeah. Go ahead and, and, and school these people, man. Well, speaking 
business generally, I think it's important to consider that the first thing about going into business, especially a business of your own, uh, people are usually intimidated by the fact that they're like, well, it takes a lot of money to run a business. Oh, real quick, real quick. Shout, uh, speaking of businesses, shout out to a few of my family members. Uh, my aunt and uncle who owns an art gallery here in Louisville. Uh, to all the locals and the, you know, the tourists. Um, y'all come in, go check them out. ENS Art Gallery on West Main Street. Um, also, shout out to Truth Tattoos. That is my biological brother, same father, different mother. Uh, over on Taylor Boulevard. That is Truth's Tattoos, one of the best tattoos artists in the game. To me, not just being biased, I feel like he is a, a top artist in Louisville. So definitely, if you're in the city or in the area, go check him out. And also, shout out to my sister Tasha. Same father, different mother. Same mother, different father. Same situation. Go check her uh, restaurant out. That's a wrap on West Muhammad Ali here in also Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, so you got a lot of entrepreneurs in my family, so you see where where this stems from, you know what I'm saying? And all the people around me, we doing this podcast, we got other ventures going. Niggas is trying to make money, so that's why I'm trying to induct this this business. Um, this business, uh, what is it called? Uh, um, segment, this business segment. Um, so not only y'all get the information, but I can too. I mean, we learn something new every day so we're gonna try to share information hopefully y'all can do the same so let's let's empower each other and get this money then back to my man wild t uh while we're giving shout outs i want to give a shout out to this is the way back incorporated uh my og james dixon over off of hazel street in the west end it's a non-profit organization to help benefit by the way, these are all black-owned businesses. Black-owned, hell yeah, black power. But uh, especially this one because it's uh, designed to help people with felonies reintegrate themselves into society successfully. Uh, people that have felonies and uh, you know charges that are pending, <coughs> sometimes it's hard for these people to find a job, to uh, to just put themselves in a position of power. And this uh, organization is an accumulation of resources that is designed to put people in a direction to where that they can uh, that they can uh, cover their basic needs uh, and help supply a way for them and their families. Uh, we have. Um, <coughs> I'm also. I would like to mention that I'm the <coughs> vice president and the chairman of the organization. And with that being said. Um, I have access to an archive of jobs uh, that hire convicted felons in the city. You'd be surprised who the fuck will hire you if you're just honest. Uh, uh, that uh, record expungement information, all of that shit, uh, it's, it's a lot. Definitely check us out. We're on Facebook. Uh, shout out to my mother's daycares. Uh, everybody definitely might need some child services. Uh, yes, Mikey's Lord. Education Center, Ready to Learn Daycare. Ready to Learn Daycare is over off of Burnett and, uh, and uh, close to Germantown in Louisville. And then we got 
uh, Mikey's Education Center in between Valley and PRP on Johnsontown Road. So yeah, definitely check that out too. But uh, getting back to the business side of things, it's very important to note that people undermine how important it is That's a good weed. I'm telling you. We ain't down here smoking no babbage. Don't get it twisted. We might not be in L.A., but best believe we got some good shit. All these hoes on Facebook be like, (coughs) Louisville niggas got trash weed. Man, y'all not smoking with the right niggas, man. I'm just telling y'all right now. For real. But, uh, yeah. Starting a business, people always feel like they need a lot of money to start out. And this is the furthest thing from the truth. It's a matter of fact that most of the businesses that become successful and up and going, these people were investing a lot of time into themselves and doing a whole lot of footwork before they had the actual funds to uh, to get legitimacy, such as a property, a location, uh, an LLC, you know, uh, you know, a tax ID number for your business, like all these things that may require a little bit of money. And the thing is, like something like a tax ID, it isn't as much as you what you would think. It's a simple process that you fill out for on the internet. So what I'm getting at is there's a whole bunch of simple things that you can do to already start a foundation for your business with very little to no money at all. So, um, you definitely want to go into it with an open mind uh, and just start start off small. You don't got to be in a building and successful and huge like that overnight. It don't work like that. You know, a lemonade stand, like if you if it ends up being a, a fucking uh, a lemonade, uh, a, some kind of lemonade testing restaurant. You know what's crazy? You know what I mean? It starts off like a stand. My daughter. Excuse me. My daughter, six years old. And uh, when she was four, she told me, Daddy, <coughs> I want three jobs and three houses. I want to have each house. My job pay for each house. <coughs> and this was at four. Two years later, my daughter's coming to me with business ideas. Um, and <coughs> has created a name for her business and everything. So, if a child that young, haven't even matured, is already thinking of entrepreneurship, owning her own business. Just imagine what you can do as an adult with a full understanding of what life has to offer. <coughs> My daughter, she still believes in Santa Claus, the Easter money. I mean, she really doesn't, but, you know, she still has an imaginative mind. Whereas an adult, we can, but we're more realistic. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we're... So, I feel like a deeper message in that is part of it is accessing your inner child, which stores all this imaginative energy that you can use to come up with That's something. That's what I said, yeah. to be creative, more mm-hmm. creative. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, I ain't mean to cut you off. Go ahead, my bad. 
yeah, man. That's another good tip, though. It's like, you know, it's all good <coughs> because it really does add some good insight to uh, the whole aspect of it. Because if you can imagine different ways <coughs> to raise money for your business without having to put much in to begin with, there's all kinds of ways. And it always depends on what you're trying to do, particularly. Some people try to bite off more than they can chew. They say they want fucking, you know, 20 acres and a mule. Can you manage that much energy? You know, sometimes we might have to start off small to see what we can work with and how well we can manage that. When that starts working, then build on from there. So it's always important to just recognize with the business aspect that you don't have to that you don't have to go really big. For example, people always think that they need a hold in Bitcoin. They'll see the Bitcoin is five thousand dollars. And they'll immediately turn away from it. They'll be like, that's way too much. I can't afford that. I and mean, you can buy small shares of it. You don't have to buy a whole Bitcoin. And see, that's why, like I said, that's that's what I wanted you to talk about and kind of give the viewers an insight what <coughs> cryptocurrency is. You know what I'm saying? <coughs> um, let yeah. them in and give them a little, little information on, you know, the basic necessities or, you know, steps on how to go about getting cryptocurrency you know what i'm saying like well uh, the there's a couple different aspects of this cryptocurrency first are you know a closer to a literal definition of it would be uh digital currency or uh blockchain technology that is designed to uh to rate a value based off of the uh, <coughs> the amount of information being built so like Bitcoin is pretty much cracked, just like anything else in cyberspace, like a uh, megabytes. Like it's recording the uh, the the electromagnetic information, pretty much. So what we're getting at is a way to make information storage space on the internet, or for lack of a better term, money. The internet, because. It, the blockchain tech, technology allows it to be confidential. So me and you can have a transaction between each other. And even though it's in cyberspace and that's how it's being tracked is over the computer, the blockchain technology guarantees that me and your tra transaction is going to be confidential and ain't nobody going to be able to, for one, middleman it and make some kind of fucking fee off of it. Like the banks hit you with the interest. And then for two, it it's a faster transaction because the electronical process doesn't give you <coughs> this uh, this uh, where you know with the bank sometimes it won't electronically charge you until three or four days later, and it's a whole bunch of different conveniences behind using Bitcoin as a source of currency than other uh, types of currency. Uh, Kroger's is getting into it. Starbucks. There's a couple different businesses that are actually going into the advent of using crypto as a uh, form of trade, uh, a legal form of trade at this point for uh, for whatever uh, goods or services uh, are being available. Now, to recognize how big this is, is to see where technology is heading and, and it's every direction to where the information on the Internet that we store everything that we do from pictures to to fucking <coughs> web pages to videos to just a 
a damn, uh, uh, a whole damn, um, app, you can, you can graduate the size of the space tremendously with Bitcoin. The more people are investing into it, they're literally growing the blockchain. The miners, they're growing the blockchain. So this is adding an infinitum for, uh, and making pretty much making a way for virtual reality, which they've already got the VR sets now. Whenever this thing becomes online and this becomes a daily practice for people, things like VR, things like uh, uh, there's going to be several different suits, uh, AI, like artificial intelligence. When people are using uh, these different technological resources as an everyday means, the Bitcoin is going to be the way to middleman and track all of it without having to use it, it's like an unbiased dollar because it's a computer. So what is this is doing is it's allowing people to literally be able to become their own bank. If you get something like a, one of these dApps like a Ethereum, which is a decentralized app, that's what that means. Pretty much you can create your own platform based off of that blockchain data so under the platform of ethereum there's a whole bunch of different coins that are being created for whatever goods or services that it's associated with for example one like power ledger you can trade electricity and you ain't got to use no you ain't got to go to lg lg you can have power ledger that can be your source of currency for electricity now imagine that you got a I don't know, the best motherfucking barbecue in town. <coughs> and niggas got to have that barbecue coin and to get that discount. <coughs> Otherwise, everybody's going to be playing, paying regular, regular prices. But meanwhile, you get all kind. You can play it into a system just like, you know, a casino does or GameStop or Thornton's. They put it on a card and every time you swipe that card, you get different discounts. Now, imagine that in a banking sense in, in a banking state of mind in a bartering and trading state of mind imagine that you could track all of your intellectual property through your currency that you created all of that is possible now it's possible right now and the sooner people catch on to this you won't be left <coughs> in the dust when the whole world discovers what it is and then they're all rushing to it like the gold rush in california fucking a hundred years ago it's the same damn thing it's happening all over again with the technology Mm -hmm. so yeah definitely keep your eyes out for that yeah i'm definitely gonna make some (laughs) it ain't no trying i'm gonna definitely make some investments before this year is out like uh and always remember it's okay to start off small you want to start off small anyway to test the waters because it's not gonna be for everybody man you might try one one trading source, one, uh, one Bitcoin or one, excuse me, one cryptocurrency. It might not work as well for you. You might want to just say, fuck crypto. I'm going to just do Amazon, Apple, Microsoft. You know what I'm saying? All of them companies are thriving and they're not going to stop thriving. Understand what's going on in your world around you and you'll know where to put your money. It's real simple. Watch for upcoming. <coughs> Watch for upcoming businesses 
shit that you see that's brand new or something that you see motherfuckers just start talking about out of nowhere. Like how Netflix and chill literally became like a, a phrase everybody was using. So many people use Netflix now. <coughs> and the, the stock on network or on Netflix, uh, I think it was last year or the year before last, it shot up like 400% in like two months. And ever since then, it's been on an up and down. But at the same time, Netflix is one of them things that people ain't going to stop fucking with. So it's just a few different ways, you know, it's whether you're trying to make a short-term investment investment or a long-term come up. Man, like something like Microsoft Gold, all that shit is, yeah, Microsoft Gold, <coughs> Apple, Twitter, these motherfuckers ain't ever going to fail. No. They just keep getting better. You know what I'm saying? You can't do nothing like Facebook because like Facebook stock value, it don't really go nowhere. Like. It might go up a little bit, but that's such a long-term investment. That's nothing like uh, leaping techno- technological advancements from Apple and fucking Samsung and shit like that. These motherfuckers, they'll do some crazy-ass shit. Amazon will do some crazy-ass shit and cha- completely change the way of the of the market and the aspect of how to make money in this uh, economy. And these motherfuckers... Their stock will go up huge. You just got to see who's really the important ball players. And you can make money off of that shit. Easy, easy money. <coughs> Niggas always want to, you know, who would, who else wouldn't love to just sit back? You know, you in your phone all day, any motherfucking way. Hell yeah. 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 Shit. I love to make money. I love to learn that money. But, uh, <clears throat> shit. Let's get into this main subject. The main topic of the day is racism in America. Now, this conversation, I know, is talked about. It's old. People, like, get over it. It is what it is. We all know. But I'm going to tell you what stemmed this conversation for me. Um... I was at the local wean stop going to get some lemon peppers, you know, um, all wet, you know, yes, Lord. Going to get the lemon pepper joints. White dude greets me at the counter. We having a conversation as I'm waiting on my order. Now, he gets to telling me, you know, how, you know, every white person they love to say how they got black friends and how they're so relatable to black people. That's basically what the logist of his this conversation was about um, and white privilege. But anyway, dude's telling me about this story, how he's from Chicago and um, him and a friend of his was driving um, drunk down... One of the worst projects in Chicago ended up at a stop sign. Seen a bunch of niggas out there. Um, His friend was panicking like, shit, these motherfuckers are going to kill us. Which any motherfucker would have thought, any black motherfucker would have thought. Because you in the wrong neighborhood. You you know, you in unfamiliar territory. Um, So this white man... Says, you know, they go about their day. Nothing happens to him. He ends up going to this block party. 
in another black neighborhood, a couple of his supposed black friends had um, invited him to this cookout. And he said, you know, um, his friends, where they were located, was so far up the street, he had to walk amongst all these black people down the street, you know, but he thought the worst, once again, like anybody, any black person would, you in unfamiliar territory, you are unfamiliar person, so, yeah, nothing happens, they greet him with open arms, he goes, meets up with his friends, and he asks them, yeah, man, why, you know, uh, we, me and my homie, you know, stopped in the wrong neighborhood and uh, seen a group of guys, but they didn't fuck with us. How come? And the black guy was like, you know, probably because they thought y'all was narcs. So in my head, I'm like, ain't that some white privilege shit to think that these two white motherfuckers who's just drunk out having a good time, average-ass Joes, is somewhat of power to make these black men not do anything to them. But had it been some black men on the same in the same situation, it could have went totally different. It could have. I'm not saying in all situations, because I've been in a, a lot of cities where they say that, you know, these neighborhoods are bad. And me personally, I feel like you shouldn't be scared to be around your own people. Like, I'm not no threat to them. I'm not I'm not trying to disrespect they, you know, they they hood, their culture, whatever they got going on. I just want to be around my people and have a good time. I shouldn't have to when I go out of town be subjected to the tourist shit. Shit, this is my home too. Let me, I want to do local shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to be where the tourists at. I want to be where my peoples is at. You know what I'm saying? I want to do what my peoples do. You feel me? What they do in the city. You know, because that's what I do at home. I want to feel like I'm in home. You know what I'm saying? And that's unfortunate that black men and women that got to go through that. You know, they can't feel like they're at home or safe around their peoples. You know, when they go into other unfamiliar territories. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, it, 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 that's, that's bullshit. And he was just like, yeah, man, it's fucked up that, you know, if it was the opposite. if it, He acknowledged it. This white man acknowledged the, the whole situation. You know what I'm saying? Like, these motherfuckers know how privileged they are. You know what I'm saying? They know what they can get away with. Like, there's a lot of stories that's been socially um, spread it, but none has really been major news. You know what I'm saying? CNN ain't reporting the shit. I'm talking about the lady who was with the football team that reportedly got killed doing a sleepover with the moms. Ain't nobody talked about that. Ain't nobody saying shit about that, you feel me, I'm just saying, man, and and it was a group of white people, it was one black woman at this party, and a group of white motherfuckers, found Xanax in her system, so you already know what time it is, 
Let's stop turning the motherfucking cheek. MLK is no longer here. His dream came true. Now let's continue the shit that Malcolm X was trying to do. Because this shit got to stop, bro. There was another report that, uh, and somewhere in one of them cities, man, uh, um, teen got locked up in uh, school cop, bashed his head all in the fucking concrete. Like, this is a defenseless child. You feel me? Like, these white motherfuckers, it ain't just the police. It ain't just the police. It just increases the hatred. Like, the police are able to get away with the shit more than a white cashier at Thornton's or whatever local gas station or McDonald's. You know what I'm saying? They got the authority to to hate you. You feel me? They got the authority to get away with all the bullshit. Like, I feel like the white guy was kind of, like, laughing in my face. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you motherfuckers will shoot each other, but wouldn't shoot us type shit. You know, I don't know what. They may recognize it. They may recognize it, see that, know it, and understand it. But then there's always levels of understanding because they may not know exactly why it's like that. They just enjoy the privilege of it and just go on with their merry white lives. They'll be like, oh, these they were slaves at one point in time, and that's why they're like that. That may be their small interpretation of it. But, man, it's it's so deep, man. Like, we, uh, you know. Yeah, I'm just on, you know, on the, on, 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 on the, on the flat surface, like. This is what it is. It is what it is, but it's deeper than flat surface shit. Yeah, because I know. Because for people to continue to uh, to encourage this behavior, whether they're doing it consciously or not knowing, everybody's got a motherfucking problem with racism. Most people, I would say 99% of people, even people that say that they're not racist, they still have encountered a situation having to do with it or... They're still partial to certain ideas in their mind that has been influenced, pushed on them because of the culture. Hey, you know what I just just realized about myself? Every white girl that I've been with always tell me they've never been with a black guy. Or, you know, they have a bunch of black friends. And I find myself telling them the same thing. I don't have, I've never been with a white girl. Uh, my white man, man, my homeboy, he white, man. We cool in the motherfucker. We be going out bars town, feeding them the same bullshit. Mm, yeah, I think it just depends on the uh, the crowd you're associating yourself with. Cause I haven't had an experience particularly. I've had a couple white girls tell me that they ain't never been with a black guy. But I ain't ever had to make them feel like I fuck with y'all. I don't feel like I gotta do that because yeah, man, I just, once again, this is what I'm talking about, the understanding. If we understood who we really were, we would understand that if white people knew enough, they know why it's like that. They know that they're not real. They're not the real truth. And that they gotta keep this front going in order for niggas to feel like they're not in any position of power to change anything. Because the sheer fact of the matter that they have, the power that they have, is like you said, we put them in a position of power. We say uh, they might be narcs. We say, oh, well, they it's a white man's world, white America. 
we give them so much power that they continue to reign. They continue to control. This is the black man's world. You know what I'm saying? And we got to recognize something greater than that even. Like, being that if we continue to make this thing about white and black, it ain't never going to go anywhere either. Like, we got to... We got to even get away from We got to unify, but we got to unify and black has to become more than just a color. We got to start. We got to start with our culture first. That's what I'm saying. Our culture got to unify. That's what I mean. Then we can go to other cultures and possibly, you know, build bridges. But until then, we got to fix our situation first before we try to fix a a man, any other culture situation. Man, black has to be more than a color. It has to be a culture. We got to understand what the culture is. It is the only culture. People have given up their damn power because, for lack of a better terms, it's like if you set somebody free that's been a slave forever, or if you keep a dog cage and finally open the motherfucker after a year, he might not even walk out the motherfucker. It's in your mind. You got to rewire your mind in order to take a step, a leap forward. Freedom ain't free. Like, it's crazy to say, but you got to fight for that shit. And it ain't no fight on the outside. It's you. It's you and how you feel about yourself. If you feel like, I ain't shit, this nigga ain't shit, I may as well kill this nigga. Fuck him. If you feel like you ain't shit, you're going to do just that. And then meanwhile, the motherfuckers who you think got the power... You're going to run from them because you think they the police. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. When really they ain't shit, but the image that you've created for them mm-hmm. out of fear that you created for yourself, mm-hmm. you know, so at the, at the end of the day, you know, we, like you said, cause we should be able to go anywhere and where there's a black face, we should be welcome and they should be, and it should be the other way around, man. But, uh, it's become the complete opposite thing, man. They turned us against each other, and we've and we've learned to become comfortable in our own fears. Shit's crazy. In order to reverse that, man, it just takes. Man, niggas, I know it sounds crazy. Everybody always be like, "Put the guns down, put the guns down." Don't none of that shit even need to happen. Don't nobody need to put no guns down. It's too dangerous, and that's unrealistic. Man. The only thing that needs to happen is people need to start really making an effort not just to put the guns down but to put everything down and go inside yourself just think about how you feel about that shit everybody has thoughts look dig this this is real shit everybody that's going through shit like that then had thoughts of regret guilt self-hate fear all of these are the negative emotions that keeps you trapped in cycles of doing shit like that you know what the fucking Hippies call chakras. That's really some real shit. People got to discover what is motivating you. About the chakras and how the moon and the sun reflect. Yeah, that shit's for real. But uh, you know, a lot of niggas are caged in into they into their neighborhoods. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. mentally enslaved and doing the same shit, trying to find a nine to five and support whatever family they have and Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying just try to survive and not get killed some of them try to make it but outside I mean out of their hood but they version of making it out of hood is just getting a a, a bigger apartment or a bigger house 
not even a couple miles from their hood. You know what I'm saying? So look, from where, where they mama stay. I got at. a message for you, uh, uh, well-to-do, uh, two goody two shoe ass niggas. You fucking sweet cake ass conscious, conscious community ass niggas. I'm woke. I, uh, tap ass motherfucking niggas. I gotta fucking say something to all of these people who call themselves woke, who call, you know, uh, Black Lives Matter. I want to see one of you motherfuckers. No, a whole flock of you niggas. Y'all need to take that drive through motherfucking Southside Chicago. Man. Y'all need to take that motherfucking drive through Inglewood and Man. go out there and fucking embrace them people. Man. When is that going to fucking happen? Man. When are y'all going to reach out to your own people instead of talking about how fucking woke you are? If you so woke, that means you've discovered yourself like I have for the message for the people that are still killing each other. So if you've discovered yourself, now it's time to go out and fucking pay that, pay that forward. You know, usually people discover that when I say they discover themselves, what the average person would call that they have a revelation, some kind of God spiritual awakening. So if you've had that happen to you, what good is it if you're not going to share it with the people around you, if you're not going to reflect that motherfucking light? Mm-hmm. You a fucking bump on a log, nigga. You as good as a motherfucker. You you are the fucking uh, Ku Klux Klan, nigga. Man. It's your fucking woke ass. And I'm going to tell you like this, man. It's... We got to do it's, something it's, about people. It's, it's, it's a war within our own community. You know what I'm saying? With also fighting other different cultures and other different communities. So not only are we attacking ourselves, but we got the world against us. So that makes it harder. We make it harder for ourselves, man. But if we come together and really unite, man, some powerful shit can happen. Some powerful shit that so I'm can't hoping, be stopped. I'm hoping that the people who are screaming that they woke, uh, you know, are I'm actually a- going to take the time and really do research and try to develop their community because now what I had a bigger the biggest issue with the death of Nipsey Hussle was a lot of critics was the notion of you can't go to your hood and rebuild you can't rebuild your community you can't help your people I didn't like that narrative because that's that's the cloak that's like the surface level message for that so that our people are continue to be discouraged from to unify and encouraged to separate we gotta that's the same illusion that's being constructed the same way a nigga you know call someone two or three blocks away the ops like it's a separation method if for real it don't gotta be like that because at the end of the day it's don't no one want to live like that i don't give a fuck what rap song you like i don't give a fuck about chief keith a little dark or none of that I rock with all them niggas. I love their music. Shout out to all them Chicago niggas. But they're rapping about real shit that they've been through and that they're going through. Don't recognize it for no motherfucking glamour. It ain't no glamour to that shit. It ain't nothing to glorify. You listen to that and understand what the message is. And if you want to bop to that shit, just know what you're listening to, man. That shit is real. Hip-hop ain't ever did nothing but record the truth of what is going on in the motherfucking culture. So if it's a whole drill music dedicated to niggas banging on each other, killing each other, man, you got to know that this is a reality. That shit is Chirac. It's way more dangerous than a motherfucker Afghanistan. Fuck that shit. Them hoojis got y'all think some shit is going on over there. Ain't no motherfucking terrorists over there. 
the terrorists is dumping the guns in the motherfucking neighborhoods in Chicago. Man. Trying to take out our people and we playing right a part of it. This is chess, not checkers. And right now we are playing checkers. Man, all you conscious motherfuckers so scared. Oh, they killed Nipsey. Some of you people are scared you'll get killed. If we all fucking come together, man, what are y'all damn, what are y'all scared of? What do you got to live for see, if, if you you're going to have to live in fear for the rest of your life? See, you look at history, and it's like, if you see one man stand up, why can't we all collectively just stand up together? Because Martin Luther King... Malcolm X and the Black Panthers were not around at the same time to really have the time to really get together and create some shit. Just imagine if them three, them three groups had got together, man. And then you had with Rosa Parks. Man. Like imagine if that all happened in one era, like a ten-year span. Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, Black Panthers, Rosa Parks, Frederick Douglass, uh, all these great. People. So this is what I want to do real quick. Not Frederick Lever. What's your boy up in Chicago? Uh, that got killed by them police, man. Sam Cook. That uh, after your boy from the Black Panthers got locked up. Ah. Uh, <clears throat> nah, he was um he wasn't the Black he wasn't the Black Panthers. But I'm trying to think of who got killed in Chicago. They ran in the dudes. That apartment. made me think of Sam Cook immediately. Ran in old dudes apart. I know who you're talking about too. I just can't think. Of uh, yeah, man. man they seen, killed a lot of our black. Yeah, uh, but just imagine if a ten-year span, all them was together in so a ten-year span. So dig this. Shout outs to uh, Seven Bomar and Understanding on YouTube. Check my nigga out. He's dropping real <sighs> spiritual consciousness. Check him out, uh, brother. Polite. Check my nigga out, man. He's dropping real fucking comedic science. Y'all got to check him out one time. Shout out to Brother Panic. He's dropping real occult knowledge. Shout out to Brother Panic in New York. If we had leaders like that, I love all of y'all. If, you, if y'all could come Dr. together. Umar. Dr. Umar. And see, these niggas got differences and, and have separation issues. They're arguing amongst each other. Not people like Seven, but like Umar and, and Brother Polite. They got a beef with each other because of some business shit. And look, everybody had to finesse a time or two to get by in this fucking system. This shit, we got to get a little bit past um, morality, for lack of a better term. And we really got to get into spirituality, which is how we make the connection to begin with. It don't have nothing to do with no fucking morals because a motherfucker can make a spiritual connection with somebody and have a fucked up three-year relationship with the motherfucker after that and try to talk about some morals. I'm living my best life. I'm single now. Fuck that nigga. You just went through three years of bullshit because of some shit that was going on with your spirit. So what I'm getting at is we need to start recognizing the connections that we're making with people. And with that being said, you know, our conscious community, we got to pull this shit together. We got a lot of powerful forces that are working individually. Now it's time to bring it all together online and bring bring our people together. Because, I mean, shit, with the guys that you mentioned and then having, you know, LeBron James and the Jay-Z's and the Beyonce's and Oprah's of the world, you create an entertainment platform, a bigger platform. So if all these tier one and tier two people came together and really created some shit. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Man.
add that to what I was just talking about with the spiritual knowledge. You know, niggas that's still dropping the Sabi diets, the Sabi knowledge, this continuing that uh, that nutrition knowledge, the real nutrition, which is Metunetter. Like we got to really get down to our sciences like and um, when we really uh, when we really do that and then find a way to bring it all together, that's when everything's going to take its, its turn. It ain't a matter of whether black people are doomed or not. We're going to take this motherfucker back because we can't be stopped. It's just when you niggas is ready to wake up. Right. That's all it is. Right. And then the thing is, I want to talk a little bit more about panic. My nigga panic. He wouldn't be for any of this shit that I'm talking about because he didn't get past the morality stage. You niggas got to stop letting your heart weigh so much onto what is going on in the world you see around you. Like it seems bad. But for real, what you can do about your immediate situation gives you way more control than any fucking shit you might see on the news. Any bad shit might be going on in your neighborhood. What you do with your decision and your energy has a bigger role than anything that's going on out there in them fucking streets. It don't matter, man. man. It's your decision to change that shit. You can't get caught up in Charlotte's web, man. Absolutely. You know... That's what it boils down to. A lot of you niggas is is, is consciously lost. You know what I'm saying? Is the the correct time in mind. Man, like you've been you taken niggas. off your path. Man, y'all feel like because y'all know slight information to certain shit that now y'all won't. Oh, they are uh, putting all the guns in the churches so they can kill us. I'm woke now. I know. What the fuck? No. What you do is you following a trend of somebody who posted a post and created some shit and said some shit. So now y'all woke because of Facebook posts. Come on, man. Get real. None of y'all do the research. Man. You know what I'm saying? It's a small percentage of the people in America, including me. I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say I'm woke. I'm not. I mean, I'm consciously knowledgeable. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not woke. You know, um, because if I was. And it be the motherfuckers that say that. They'd be the most woke because my niggas stay saying some fucking man. I'd be like, damn, cuz is really, really picking his shit up. He understands what the fuck is going on in that mindset. I'm not woke. I'm small. I'm the fly on the motherfucking wall. That type of shit. That's going to allow you to pull in more information than people that got that big head. That's already swollen and heavy and they're carrying too much. They're, uh, yeah, they're in judgment. Those people are stuck in judgment. They stuck in their ego. There's always room for growth, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you got to have that mentality, though, but in see, order to have the growth. A lot of niggas got to look at the OGs. Like, a lot of these young niggas that's coming up and trying to gang gang and do all this shit. They got to look at the OGs and see where they at now. Man. A lot of these niggas that was back gang banging and... Doing all this shit, they are entrepreneurs. Look at Master P, one of the biggest gangsters in the music industry, Man. and he's an entrepreneur. You know what I'm saying? People laughed at him when he went to Nickelodeon and did all that, but he's a family man, man. and that's what he promotes. Ice Cube, N.W.A. Come on, man, and he changed. Real shit. Change so is okay. So just like you can learn from a motherfucker's success, 
you can learn from from their mistakes too because it ain't no old head that I can talk to in the West End that's over 40 that ain't been to the penitentiary. Exactly. They've you know? experienced something and, and, and something has changed them. They're still not out here on uh, gang gang, still doing drive-bys. Them old niggas ain't putting in that work no more. Hell no. They gave that shit up. They lived that life. And you got to understand that comes and goes. So don't put something in some temporary shit. Don't fucking waste your life on some bullshit. You know what I'm saying? On some gang gang shit. Because them gang gang niggas ain't going to be with you when you go do that bid. It's probably going to be your cousin and your mom now. You feel me? It ain't going to be no gang. Man, at the end of the day, niggas is about to look out for themselves. So you may as well start doing that anyway. Man. Apologize for the disruption. And I'm not talking about like, you know, niggas will think of think of that and take it and make it some material shit. One will go here and I definitely got to rob this nigga now. You know, some nigga will take the message I just gave him and turn it into evil. So what I'm saying is the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Preach right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's for real. Like, there ain't no reason to try to get stressed out about right or wrong because some shit's gonna go wrong and some shit's gonna go right but as long as you focusing on yourself you aren't gonna be on the right path anyway Man. you know what i'm saying and when you really get yourself together you're gonna be able to help way more people than you did when you was a motherfucking you know robbing niggas and shit to try to come up for yourself yeah you hurting other people to come up Man, that and, ain't and, the same and kind and of i never been the one to be on that, you know what I'm saying? Like, to take from a motherfucker. Now, with my niggas, I done took, like, my nigga Wild T, I done took a couple sacks. I ain't gonna flex, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A little, yeah. little petty shit, you know? And niggas done took some of my weed, you know what I'm right. saying? Like, uh-huh. I mean, little petty shit like that, 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 that ain't nothing. Uh-huh. But to actually really take from a man's mouth and his financial gain man and, take his life you know or take his life over some petty shit like niggas is getting killed over little bags of weed 3.5s silly you know what i'm saying silly shit you feel me like it was a guy here locally it was the stupidest shit and i should hit up charlemagne for donkey of the day the nigga went and shot another nigga he was on house arrest first of all he got an ankle monitor like, so dudes, uh, he's on GPS. Dude goes, decides to go and buy some weed from a nigga and then rob him and kill him. Oh, why he's on the watch. What? And since Charlemagne and this ain't the Breakfast Club, he definitely gets the donkey of the day from me. Like, that nigga was foolish as, like, niggas is just plain stupid and greedy. Like, there's no way that you thought you could get away with that. Like, there's no fucking way in hell you thought you could get away with that. Like, what was going through your mind when you... Like, come on, man. Come on, man. couldn't have been getting away with it. The nigga just don't give a fuck. We got an attitude at this point to where uh, some people, in a sense... I hate to say it, but I got to keep it all the way real. And this is why you got to focus on yourself, people. Because some motherfuckers can't be saved. It's too late for them. It's too late and you might fuck around and get trapped in that same vortex energy. You try to save they motherfucking ass. You're going to go down right with them. So these people are the examples that you need to be learning from their mistakes. The people that are trying to better themselves. You know, if you can't change the people around you, man. Change the motherfucking people that that you fucking with. 
man. I'm going to tell you what, man. We, as a people, like, it's no longer, we can't say the white man, you know what I'm saying? Because we're racist against our own kind. How long can you blame this white man? How much more power are you going to give him? You know what I'm saying? That's the only thing he's got left is this power that you're giving him. That's That's like, uh, it was a movie where they said, uh, it was one of the, uh, it was a little scary movie I was watching and dude basically feed off the the fear of people or some old shit. They telling you about the psychic vampires. It's all in holy text. You know what I'm saying? They telling you about how this energy works, man. So, you know, they badge and they red and blue lights and the motherfucking court systems and the black robes and the all stand for the courts and all that shit is part of a ritualistic energy. What I'm getting at is once you tap into your own shit, the reason why your ass want to sing in the shower and you cook so good and all that shit, when you tap into that and that becomes the only world that you live in, man, I don't think about police. They don't see me and I don't see them. And that's the only real reality that I man, got. Because you got to keep that energy, that right. positive vibe, man. And that's the thing, man. Like, Once you learn to build it for yourself and you live in that world, you won't even have to. It keeps itself. It keeps itself yeah. going because it's a reality for you. If police aren't part of your reality, they can't lock you up. They can't lock you up. And that's the real truth. It sounds crazy as, it sounds crazy as a motherfucker. But put it like this. Some people don't ever go snowboarding. Some people don't ever go skydiving. So it's not part of their reality. They may see it on the TV, so they know it's something that exists. But if it don't ever happen, then it ain't really part of their reality. So look, there's really some white people out there that do drugs like you. They got guns like you. They don't ever think about police. They don't ever get locked up anymore. How does that happen? You see what I'm saying? It's a conscious effort, people. We gotta we gotta do do it with our mind first. Believe we that. Do, we gotta do better as a culture, as a community. We gotta really start uplifting one another, start promoting each other, and and, and really, you know, uh, be more diverse. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Uh, we gotta start being more open-minded. Mm-hmm. Start accepting more things like. I'm starting to change my diet. I'll be 30 next year. I'm trying to cut all the bullshit out. You know what I'm saying? That's why I say I'm not conscious. I'm not I'm not woke. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but, you know, I'm, man, I'm stepping in another realm. That's dope, though. Because, look, accepting things, except this, it don't matter how fucked up it is or how great it is. Yo nigga ass created it man. way before white people existed. It don't matter what it is. So you need to accept all things. Get used to accepting shit, niggas. Because that's the real reality. You created it all. So this whole situation and predicament that you're in, you created this for yourself, for you to get out of it and be better than you was before. Yeah. Let's go. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We greatly appreciate y'all tuning in once a motherfucking again. This is... The motherfucking 502 Come Up Podcast. This is your boy Ace. And then with my boy Mike T. Yes, Lord. Wild card, wild card. Uno, bitch. We out.